Thank you for tuning in to Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast, a show that's real, raw, and rough. We talk about life, sports, kids, money, relationships, you name it, we got it. So come on in, grab a seat on the couch, and let's get this show started. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is football season, the real sport of America, and we're breaking down teams. And today, we our plane has landed in Cincinnati. So we have a special guest coming on who's going to be our Bengal insider. So, and his name is JB. How you doing, JB? Welcome, to, welcome to the couch, fam. I appreciate it. So Looking forward to talking about my uh, Cincinnati Bengals and their run to the Super Bowl this year. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. So so <laughs> I can tell this is going to be a very interesting interview. So, you know, we got a couple questions for you. We know we're going to give you the insider tab, the expert tab. But we'll we'll be the judge of that later as we hear some of your answers. So, Cash, what you want to start them off with? All right, man. Straight out the gate, JB. What's your win-loss expectation? Well, my expectation is the same every year. I, I, I expect the Bengals to go 13-3. and three. That's what I expect. Realistically, I see a six and ten season. Okay. Okay. All right. That's that's real. That's real. You show you show some press credentials right there because you came out the gate and you was being realistic. Thirteen and three. If you would have stuck with that, I would have said, "Okay, Cash, we can't even air this because it's a complete foolishness." But you brought it back no, right with the six and ten. Um, that, I could see that happening. Unfortunately, I, I got you guys looking more like a four and twelve. But I mean, who am I, Frank? What you think? And I, yeah, so first off, as a fan, uh, you supposed to stick to that thirteen and three. I don't see how you just drop down to a six and whatever you said. Uh, but yeah, you know y'all had a significant losses uh, so already. You got perfect that went to my Raiders over there. You know we're gonna we're gonna turn around show them. Show that's them no them. loss. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> and then uh, y'all had AJ Green already go down. Do you think that's what that's what? Uh, Muted your expectations for him already? So, no, because A.J. Green, two of the last three years, he hasn't played more than 10 games. So, I I wasn't counting on that. Okay, so as far as who you got left, man, who do you expect to to step up and fill that role until A.J. is able to get back? Proved last year when A.J. went down that he could take over and put up numbers. I think he had... He had over a thousand receiving yards last year, seven TDs. And I think so you're mentioning. Tyler Boyd will be big. I was just gonna say, I think you're talking about Tyler Boyd because I think it cut out in the beginning when we were talking about the receiver that you were mentioning. So Tyler Boyd, you're saying that he's gonna be able to pick up the slack like he did last year with AJ Green being down. Here's a better question. Yeah. John Ross, you guys invested high draft capital in the speedster out of Washington, and he's been as about mm-hmm. as slow as they come. Who? John Ross. Ross. Yeah, the receiver. He ain't been on the field. That's why I don't know him. He he don't play. (laughs) So there's no chance for him to have a resurgence, huh? You don't think, like, maybe he's finally figured it out and he's ready to roll? Well, I mean, all the talk coming out of him this year, during this offseason, he's talking about how he finally learned how to get his body right and to be a successful professional athlete. So... I'd like to see something out of him, but he's already he's already dinged up. So, so I'm, I'm not counting on it, 
Cincinnati. You know, not many people actually know about Cincinnati. You know, only thing they know about is the what the who day because you guys write it everywhere and Vontez Burfick for his illegal hits and broken jaws. That's literally Ooh, we love what, it. what Cincinnati what Cincinnati is known for. But my question to you, you guys let go Marvin Lewis. Now, some people loved Marvin Lewis. About some people time. hated him. Some people said it was about time. He had the longest tenure of a head coach in the NFL. And then you move on to a 35-year-old head coach in the new guy, yep. Taylor. He comes over as a quarterback coach from the Rams, so therefore people think like, oh, he, maybe we'll get some of that golf love and we'll turn it around. How are you feeling about that? Do you feel like this young bud, young young guy can can push you guys to that next limit and move Cincinnati for mediocrity? All right, so there's a few things to unpack there. First off, the uh, Marvin Lewis. I believe it was 16 years. He was the head coach of the Bengals. And I'm a huge Marvin Lewis fan. Now, this is because I grew up with the Bengals going 2-14 and 3-13 and and every year. So Marvin Lewis came, and we started making the playoffs on a pretty consistent basis. So I had no problem with Marvin Lewis as the head coach. Now, moving on, though, it, it was time because Marvin Lewis lost that team. Nobody, nobody respected him anymore as far as the players. So moving on to Zach Taylor, it, it's a move in the right direction. The, the whole youth movement with head coaches bringing in these offensive gurus and the talent is there if you look up and down the roster. So it's just getting somebody in place who can utilize the pieces that we already have. I would like to bring back a point you just said. You said when you look up and down the roster that the talent is there. Are you related to Ray Charles or Stevie Wonder? Because I am not no. seeing this said talent <laughs> that you have on the roster. You, I, I'll give you Mixon. Mixon's nice. Andy Dalton has never really been the guy. He's been underachieving since he's been in. The redheaded assassin is not getting it done. At receiver, Tyler Boyd showed up, but you really ain't got no other choice when ain't nobody else to throw the ball to. Tyler Eifert cannot stay on the field due to injury. Your offensive line is atrocious. Um, please help me understand said talent. So, so you hit on Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon's a big part of it. Uh, I believe, if I'm correct, he led the AFC in rushing last year. We don't fact check here, so you can say foolish things like that. No, no one's going to question it. <laughs> we believe you. Okay. <laughs> so he led the AFC in rushing last year. Dalton, Dalton's an, an intriguing case. So when I talked about A.J. Green earlier and the injuries, two of the last three years he's played less than 10 games. You talked about Tyler Eifert. He has played 14 games in the last three years. So what is that? 48 games? And he's he's played in 14 of them. So I'm not counting on Tyler Eifert. I like CJ Uzuma at tight end. But Andy Dalton, if you go back before these past three years with all the injuries, he was 68 and 50 as a starting quarterback. I'll take it. Yeah, and then uh, he got hurt last year as well. So that's kind of my thing. You guys did run into a lot of injuries last year, and that's not really to make up for, um, you know, what happened. And hey, what we had, Go ahead. The Bengals had 18 players, 18 players on injured reserve starting the last week of the year. 
Right, right. So that yeah, that's what I'm saying is with with uh healthy players, do you still stick to that that six and ten record with relatively good oh, health? Most definitely. Because because you did mention some good things in the critique. The offensive line is horrible. And the Bengals tried to address it. They brought in uh Jonah Williams, first round draft pick out of Alabama. Okay. Out for you, out for the year. Organized team activities. He's done for the year already. All right. So, so, so excluding him, JB, um, this kind of you kind of hit on something with the draft. Uh, so related to the draft, what uh, what were your key areas addressed in the draft and, and free agency? So what the Bengals needed through the draft and free agency, it was offensive line help, linebacker help tied in to make up for Eifert missing every game of every season. And then some help along the defensive line. And you only get seven draft picks, right? I mean, you yeah. get the trades and stuff. You get a couple more sometimes, but you, you talked about the whole team. Right he there. talking about some hamburger <laughs> helper, boy. He talking about a whole lot of help. Hey, hey we need everything. And, and what's interesting. So, so this we'll, we'll do a little deep dive here for a second. Something that most people probably don't know. The Bengals don't have a scouting department. Oh, Only team in the NFL. Are you serious? Mike Brown, the owner of the Bengals, is the scout. <laughs> oh, my Lord. So is that is that due to him just being one of those owners that wants to be hands-on, or is it due to being just cheap? The, the cheap. Yeah, <laughs> flat out. Yeah, okay, listen, don't well, be foolish. If you think that the Cincinnati Bengals, the team in the NFL, yeah, they may not necessarily have a scouting department, but trust me, somebody other than that 99-year-old billionaire that y'all got is looking at talent. I assure you of this. Now, he may decide who signs the checks, but he is not the only one who's doing scouting. There's no way that that can feasibly be possible for him to do as an owner. But if, if that's what you guys are going to bank on, it just goes to show you even further. You're saying you that, need all this help, which contradicts your first statement, saying this roster's full of talent. Which one is going to be? You, you just can't do this. The couch going to call the we, truth. We, we, we got the talent at the skill positions, but that doesn't win in the NFL. You win in the NFL. You build your NFL team along the offensive line and defensive line. That's where you're going to win games. But you said but, during your skill positions, you said all of them got hurt. They, they're constantly yeah, they're, hurt. They, so. Hey, they're all hurt. That's why. That's why I went six and ten. <laughs> you know what? I I think you have kept the the roster. I mean, not the roster. Excuse me. I think you kept the record real. This roster talent. I just. I just. I can't co-sign on it. Now, it's the NFL. You never know. Teams that look like they could have been nothing can turn into something. The Saints really came out of nowhere last year because they wasn't expected to do what they were able to do. So therefore. Because you play the game, you can always win the game. So we, I won't be disrespectful towards that. But my question to you is this. As a fan, what will be a season that you're satisfied with or what will be a season where you're demanding change and something to be done? Like Because, you know, everybody's got their breaking point. Or are you okay with them going and getting into two of sweepstakes? So the first year with Taylor, I, I have no – there's no basement. This remember this this is the Cincinnati Bengals we're talking about. And I grew up in the nineties and I believe this was the worst franchise if you go by win loss record of that entire decade. So hitting a basement 
is is pretty hard for a Bengals fan. You, you can't get a bad season that's going to make us say, we, we got to change something after year one. So I, I'm all, all prepared for a bad season. The best season I could possibly see, because I looked through the schedule, I could see the Bengals possibly going eight and eight this year. Okay. That's best case scenario. So, so for personal reasons, JB, and then and I'm going to bring this back to a positive side. Uh, who's on your team that's up and coming? And the reason why I'm asking is for my fantasy football purposes. <laughs> Who can I stash on my roster this year? So for fantasy football, it, it depends. Do you, do you do defense as teams or do you do individual players? Individual players. Okay, so Geno Atkins at defensive tackle is going to put you up numbers. And then the mainstay of the Bengals' defense for the past nine years now, and will you guys even know who I'm talking about? Shoot, man. I, 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 I was I'll thinking Geno Atkins. But I'll on. let you all take a guess. Hold on. Re- 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 say that question for me one more time. Who's who's been the best Bengals defensive player since 2010? Since 2010, the best Bengals defensive player. Let's perfect, see. and we took him. Um, he set the, the tone. Headline guy. He set the tone. Perfect. Ber- Perfect's a bum. Uh, uh, he's, I, not I, a bum. he's not he's a bum. Not, calm down. He's not a bum. No, it's just the concussions. The concussions took a toll on him. So Geno Atkins has been a staple for you guys. You guys have, I cannot, why has his name eluded me? But you guys have had a defensive end that's played pretty well for you for the last couple of seasons. There you go. Um, right position. Uh, Carlos Dunlap. Yeah, it's Carlos Dunlap. Carlos. Yeah. Carlos Dunlap. No, it was an end. Se- 72 and a half sacks since 2010. Impressive. All right. Well, Geno Atkins and Carlos Dunlap, it is. If I get in a crunch. That's, that's defense. I mean, Everybody knows Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon's going to put up numbers. Boyd's going to put up numbers. But if if you're looking for an off the radar, is that what you're looking for? No, no, just somebody, just somebody I can pick up, man. That's going to put up numbers. Defense. defense so if he cool. wants, so I would watch. If I were you, and I was looking for a fantasy steal, I would watch the battle at wide receiver throughout training camp in the preseason to see who wins out between Josh Malone and Auden Tate to be the replacement for A.J. Green while he's hurt. All right. So, um, so uh, go ahead, friend. What you got? Yeah. So you saying eight and eight. If y'all magically hit that eight and eight, are you still good with the bingo stand with Dalton? Or are you like want to jump in on the sweet stakes that we talked about? Because uh, are you happy with him being there for the next couple of years? I'm happy with Dalton being there for the next two to three years. And the Bengals need, they need to build the offensive line. That that's, that's the biggest need of this team. So over the next couple of years, they need to, to draft for depth along the offensive line and at linebacker. So JB this Sunday, man, what are you looking forward to in uh, your next preseason game against the chiefs? Uh, pre, I I don't watch preseason. I, honestly, I don't watch preseason NFL. But JB, you watch the Canadian Football League. How the hell you don't I do watch? watch 
I do watch the Canadian Football League, and and we can talk about my Winnipeg Blue Bombers. No, we not. No, we not. We not. good. I'm American, sir. We're off to we're off to a five and two start. Looking for for the first Grey Cup. We yeah. We're looking for our first Grey Cup since like 1992. Okay, I'm not supposed to cut off the guests, but what we're not going to do is sit here and talk about Canadian football. So listen, the Winnipeg. Your ass so, so that, what else do we that, want to talk about? That foolishness about the Bengals. So, real quick, with the Bengals, let, let, let me bring it to you like this: the Bengals have been a, a mediocre, mediocre team for quite some time. Marvin Lewis was a consistency, so they changed it up. So, I give them kudos for trying this new head coach and trend because everybody that seems to be trying it is getting success. Do I think um, this young man is, is lightning in the bottle? I don't know. It's too early to decide. But in that division that you're in, you got the Steelers. You got the Ravens, who are just looking more and more disgusting every year. And then, let's not forget the new and improved and completely revamped Cleveland Browns. How do you yep. see six wins, and where do you see them coming from? Because I don't see y'all getting a single win in your division. So disrespectful. Oh, we'll, <laughs> we'll, get some, we'll get some wins in division. That's not going to be a problem. But – if you want to bring it up, we we can we can go game by game through the schedule. Oh, we just want to know which one of those three we, teams. Yeah, we just want to know. Just just give us give where us some of your wins. Wins are coming from. Yeah, where where are your wins from? No, no, no. We've been we've been hold on. He so he went outside of what you were saying, but you just said y'all going to beat San Francisco. Yep. Listen, I, this, listen. We ain't supposed to be gambling on live air, but I would gladly take that bet if you want to put one down. I bet y'all don't be that, that one's. It's in it's in Cincinnati. I'll take San Francisco. I'll take San Francisco getting blown out. Okay, so we you, got Buffalo. Okay, hold on. So you, you got okay. So Buffalo. I feel you on Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo's a possibility. We got the Arizona Cardinals. Rookie quarterback. Okay, there's a chance. There's a chance in Cincinnati. I wouldn't care where it was at. He's a rookie. Go ahead. We got the Jacksonville Jaguars coming to Cincinnati. Not happening. No, not Nicky Foles. Here's the thing. You keep saying you keep saying in Cincinnati like that's a feared place to play. Oh, you, you don't want to play in the jungle. Y'all have not. Okay, okay. Y'all must be the monkey jungle. But okay, you don't want to hey, play yeah. in the jungle. Okay, we're, we're good. We're, we're going to keep going. Keep going. We're going to keep going for for that trash team in Oakland. Easy win. Ooh, I'm gonna I'm gonna oh. shut up. I'm gonna let Frank head out. Coming coming back again now. So we got uh, Car. You know, got actual talent behind him. Got A.B. The one big thing Burfick actually did, hit the nasty hit that everybody always go back to. They both teamed up now. They good. So we rolling on that. And they hate each other. They hate each other, and they're on the same team. Uh, They don't really hate each other, (laughs) man. They hate hate it to play. It's it's in the game. They hate hate each other. Oakland's going to be... Oakland's going to be terrible this two year. Di- two different sides of the ball. Ain't no way it's going to happen. And come on, Josh Jacobs stepping up. We got Colin Farrell. We 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 got deeper. We, we, we come now. See, I'm gonna stop you too because you about to y'all, go, y'all about, about to go, to go super deep, super deep breakdown. Hey, so I got I'm gonna throw you, I'm gonna throw you a lifeline, JB. So I I think I'm looking here at your schedule. I got uh the Dolphins as as the a Dolphins. Uh, That's a dub. The Jets. And then the last game of the last game of the year, we're going to beat Cleveland. Ha! Uh, that's not happening. Keep, Yo, Cleveland barely keep, beat them two that's times. That's not happening. Year. They barely beat Cleveland barely year. beat this last year. Listen, Cleveland is not the same Cleveland they were last year. And this is not the same Bengals if they're healthy. They're worse. 
They didn't have any of these starters. Not if they're healthy. They had none of the starters. They're worse. 18 people on injured reserve. We're oh, better this year. Welcome to the NFL. Nobody's going to give y'all credit for having 18 people on injured reserve. It, now, it doesn't mean something. It was, okay, it does. But tell me how you beat a Cleveland team that's 10 times better. Who who on that defense they're is going to cover They're not 10 months? times better. They haven't played a game yet, how, huh? How, how, is Cle- how is Cleveland 10 times better? Because when you add one of the top three. Not receivers, one game. When you add one of the top three. Not threes, one Okay, you gonna is that what we're gonna do? We're gonna just keep saying one game. Okay, okay. Let me know when you're done. Not, not one game played. Okay, so not one, one game played. One more time. You ready to crown them? No, no. Say you ready time. to crown them? Go ahead. Say well, how many games? Not one game. Not one game played. Good. So now that we know we ain't played one game, let's also talk about this. Who covers Odell? Who covers Landry? Who covers Odell? Who covers Landry? We're gonna pull. Who covers in Joker? We're gonna pull William Here Jackson. Hunt. William Jackson who the stops, third. Who stops William Chuck? Jackson the third. William Jackson is going to lock up Odell Beckham. William Jackson needs to be the twenty fifth because <laughs> he ain't got a damn stand chance in the snowball and hail or stopping Odell Beckham. Let's be real. I mean, and come then, on, man. And then Jesse Jesse Bates at safety is oh, going to take Jesse off. Bates. Take off I his forgot helmet. about him because I didn't even know that he was in the mm-hmm. fucking NFL. Stop it, <laughs> Jesse Bates. <laughs> yeah. You didn't know he was in the NFL. No, you didn't know he was in the NFL. No, not one game. Not one game do I ever we remember got, talking about We have one of the best safety, one of the best safety duos in the NFL. And who's the other safety? And you don't know him. Who's the other safety? See, you don't you don't know you don't know our players. No, who's the other safety you that don't, you're trying to name? The Cincinnati Sean Bengals. Sean Williams. Sean Williams. Sean Williams. Sean Williams. You're saying Sean Williams and Mr. Who, the guy nobody ever heard of, Mr. Bates. Jesse. Jesse Bates, Jesse Jackson, Jesse Armstrong. I don't give a damn. He ain't good. You're saying these two guys are going to be the tandem that stops in Joku, Odell, Landry, Hunt, easily, Chubbs, and with easily with, with the I woke up feeling dangerous. Baker Mayfield slinging the ball around. How about this? Easily stop him. How about this? It's obvious that you must be drinking some really good gin um, because you're feeling it. Yes, and I'm and I ain't mad at you. I look forward to what you're saying, and we're all going. We're going to happily sit on the couch and see what the bangers bring to the table. Cash, you got anything else for this young man? Because I'll tell you what, drinking and couching is. is look, don't do it. It's a crime. <laughs> I got. Hey, when, when is man. when is that game? When is that game? Bengals Browns. Bengals and Browns. Y'all, y'all play first... two times a year. The first one. Uh, hold on, real quick. Let me look that one up. Bengals and Browns. Not till December eighth. Yeah, y'all don't. Wow. And then. December 29th, last game of the year, when we keep Cleveland from making the playoffs. So y'all gonna, so, so y'all gonna I play want, him. Y'all gonna I play want, him after Hunt and came back. So I, I got want, Hunt in I want an on they never air. Stop. You want an on air what? An on air apology. Okay. An on air apology. Okay. And then what do I get when you when it goes the other way? Uh, I'll I'll come on and eat crow and admit you were right <laughs> and that the Bengals were awful. That sounds like a plan. In fact, I'm going to hit my famous Bart Scott line. Can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> well, JB, man, you got any uh, last things to, to add, man, before we uh, we, we get out of here? Uh, let's go with uh, a little who day. All right. <laughs> who the hell are you talking about? Who they think they're going to beat them Bengals? Everybody. Did you hey, say who that or who, who day? Who what? Hey, you know what? I thought who day? Who day is who day? Who day came first? Who day was they first. stole it was, and then it was who that? Listen, all jokes aside, I appreciate the passion of you as a fan. I appreciate you you stepped up and you're repping for your team. But we like to thank you for coming on the couch, being a Bengals fan, being like 
true to your colors. It's unfortunate the tragedy you're about to go through, but from the couch to you, man, we give you a sincere condolences for the season you're about to go through. I see your bangers. Oh, I appreciate Because that. your bangles. That's trash. And that's all I got to say. Frank, what you got? The Raider Nation thanks you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> hey, thank you for joining us, JB. Hey, appreciate you coming on, hey, JB. Appreciate it. Looking forward to my apology on December 30th. Can't wait. <laughs> all right, peace, man. Brad, we got a little special guest, man. Right now, Exec P, Exec, and he like filming and doing some other special stuff. But we got a special guest on the couch. Coming all the way from Cleveland is the city where we come from, so ride, ride. <laughs> so introduce yourself, sir. Tell the people about you. Hey, how's it going? I'm uh, Matt Kayser, a.k.a. King Kayser. King uh, Kayser. Yep, yep. Follow me on Instagram. Um, okay. So we, okay. uh, we, we, we actually from Columbus, Ohio. We're from Columbus, Ohio, but... Born and raised Ohio State, Cleveland Browns, Cleveland Cavaliers, Cleveland Indians fan. Cleveland Browns. They're the, Frank, I, I, I think it's safe to say, that's the new hotness in the league, right? What is so special about the Cleveland Browns to you, Frank? Next to the Raiders, you know, they, they invigorated <laughs> with a lot of young talent. And I think that's where it's coming in. A lot, a lot of young talent. So people are excited to see what they have. So we're going to ask you as the, we're going to make you the Cleveland expert here. Okay. First off. What has happened in Cleveland and what can we expect? So I think the biggest thing, obviously, it starts with live. Baker Mayfield was one of the biggest pickups that we've had. Um, we picked up Denzel Ward and Nick Chubb as well, which honestly, I didn't know that Nick Chubb was going to be such a big influence until Frank, we were out at B-dubs or something one day. And he's like, hey, quote me, they're going to be starting by, by week eight. They're going to be starting Nick Chubb. So. Honestly, I didn't even know that it was like that. And then, you know, last year we picked up Jarvis Landry and David Njoku as well. So once we got those offensive weapons, we were able to focus more this draft on defense, which was which was big. Because um, then we picked up, you know, Greedy Williams. We picked up, um, I forget the safety's name from Mississippi State, but he's going to be starting. We got Randall Cunningham in the back. We got um, uh, Oliver Vernon. Obviously, Miles Garrett's still down there. I mean, our defense, a lot of people talk about our offense because, you know, we got Odell Beckham, Nick Chubb, David Njoku, Baker Mayfield, all those guys. Kareem, Kareem Hunt. Hunt. Yep, exactly. Kareem Hunt. Um, I mean, everyone talks about our offense, but our defense is, I think, probably one of the most slept on things right now. I mean, but that offense just sounds on paper exciting. That's, oh, that's the thing about it. Y'all just cut one other person. Y'all let somebody go. Did you hear about that? Yeah, uh, Duke Johnson just got mm. traded to the Texans for mm -hmm. a couple mm -hmm. picks, which I'm happy with, honestly, um, because we do have that Don, uh, Dontrell Hilliard. He was an undrafted rookie. So we picked him up. He looks good. I mean, I saw him during camp. He looks like he's gonna be a he's gonna be a force. And then obviously we get Cream Hunt back in week eight. So I mean, if we have a, a good running back that wants to be there, I think that that um, chemistry from Duke Johnson not wanting to be there was one of the biggest things that hurt us. So um, I don't think Duke Johnson wants to be a shot at Miami. Um, didn't want to be there. I think he realized that he was not gonna get used the way that he should have been used. Actually, I feel like he's been underused for quite some time in Cleveland. Now you said in this draft, you know, you guys, you know, picked up. Uh, Greedy Williams. I think it's more like Greedy Williams had he was fl floundering, and the Cleveland Browns sent him a lifeline. 100%. Um, this was a guy that was projected to be in the top five and end up goes in the third round. Um, so getting a guy like that, of course, he has all the talent, all the attributes, and he's getting into that system. But you talk about him. You got Randall at safety. You got some other young pieces. Who plays linebacker? Uh, Christian Kirksey and Mac Wilson. Okay, 
And honestly, Christian Kirksey's been very spotty. Obviously, he's been hurt a lot. And then Mac Wilson, I think he's like a third or fourth year. And then we also picked up a rookie out of um, BYU. He uh, So basically, y'all ain't got no damn body playing. Line. No, uh, no linebackers at all. Mac Wilson looked real looked good in good. the game last very night. Good. He did. I know it's preseason, but the way he's been snagging, like he called a couple interceptions, they said he's been doing that in practice mm-hmm. for a minute. So, like, is that going to translate this year? It got me kind of excited. I know it's preseason. I don't want to get too excited about preseason, but I was just like, man. That dude, he looked he looked good last night. But I believe the Cleveland Browns got a couple players who gonna translate. How do you spread this ball when your quarterback's feeling dangerous? So my biggest thing when it comes to spreading the ball around is Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr. played at LSU together. They were able to get that ball spread around with Les Miles offense, and Les Miles doesn't throw the ball as much as Freddie Kitchens does. So the fact that Freddie Kitchens is going to be making Baker throw the ball more and that we have the extra depth. I think that if anything, it's just going to help our team. Like they might not get as many touches, but I know Odell Beckham came in and said, I want to win. That's what he wants to do. What else was he going to say? He wants to get touchdowns. He wants to get catches. He said that as well too. But said he want to be the, most, the all lead, have all the leading stats of receivers ever. So, so he, you got two c- contradictive narratives. So what keeps that personality in check? Um, Honestly, if if it was me, and I mean, obviously it's not, but if I had to choose, I would say that Baker Mayfield's going to be the leader that he is, and he's going to be telling his guys that he's going to be spreading the ball out as much as he can, and he's going to be throwing them to, like, David, Jarvis, Rashad, you know, everyone. So, 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 so you definitely you're saying that, but uh, as we can go off last year talk, we know Baker Mayfield ain't scared to call nobody out, neither. Nope. So if things start going a certain type of way and – OBJ, we know know how he does on the sidelines, how he gets loud. And then you got another loud mouth over there, and they can get up in there and they can cause turmoil within that team real quick. We got another repeat of the whole Philly situation with uh, Terrell Owens. What do you do when you're in the huddle trying to be the leader and Odell said, throw me the ball? So that's where I think that Odell is actually trying to trust his quarterback more. And I really do believe that that's true because – He's had someone that he can't trust or have someone throw to him. Eli Manning hasn't been able to throw to Odell in two years. Um, Odell Beckham, if we go by his numbers, he's been the ball no, been he, thrown to him. He has, he's had the ball thrown to him. But what I'm saying is, is that everyone can sit here and say, like, I think that we can all agree that Eli is not a young quarterback anymore. He can't Definitely. get the ball slung around as much as he used to. So when I'm looking at Baker. You're going to put some respect on Doomsday uh, Manning now. <laughs> He you did know. take down the top guy <laughs> twice. He did. That's he true. did. He did, but I'm going to say, like, I think Baker is going to be able to tell, you know, he's going to be able to tell Odell, and Odell's going to be able to listen to the fact that Baker is going to be the leader of that team. And don't get me wrong, Odell is a leader, and he's one of those guys that's in the locker room being vocal as well. So is Jarvis Landry. And, you know, I was actually listening to an interview the other day, and they were saying, you know, Nick Chubb's this guy, Nick Chubb's that guy. And he's one of the most, like, work-heavy guys that Freddie Kitchens has ever worked with, he said. So when you look at Nick Chubb as well being in there, and he's also trying to get in on the talk a little bit, I think that it's not going to be so much a conflict as much as it's going to be that they can be riding on each other. So you know what? We've been keeping it easy on you. Let's, let's, start, let's put some foot to the fire. Damn all that talk about personalities. <laughs> Will they win the division? Mm-hmm. Hands down. 
So you're saying they win a division hands down. Mm-hmm. We all know winning cures all. Winning makes everything better. So what will the Browns' record be when the dust settles? Uh, I'm saying 12 and 4. Yeah. I think anything for you guys under 10 wins is a complete and utter disaster. I agree. And I believe if the Browns start to lose is when all these personalities that we're talking about are really going to start to show up. Mm-hmm. What happens at that point? So if they start to lose, I think that the biggest thing – so obviously Baker and Odell have come out and said – that they need to prove something. That's what they have to do. Now, when I'm sitting here thinking about what they're going to do this season, whether or not they go 12 and 4, 11 and 5, 10 and 6 even, I think they're still going to win the division. They're still going to prove that they are this team that no one thinks that they have been for, you know, obviously we haven't been for the past. I mean, 3 years ago we were 0 and 16. We all remember. Yeah, so like to when, say that we're gonna possibly have a twelve and four or even a ten and six record in three years, that's insane. Because we've almost completely rebuilt our team. Well, you know, I will give you that. You guys have rebuilt with a lot of the additions. It's gonna be interesting. On paper, the Cleveland Browns want to go to Super Bowl on paper. Yep. But what would they bring? Uh, Frank, Frank, what do you think is gonna be the hardest thing for them to overcome? If Baker Mayfield goes out, so we got all these weapons mm-hmm. and you can put all this talent around them. But who backs him up? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> what happens if he actually goes down at any point or causes anything to miss games? Do you see that as an automatic loss? Because we, <clears throat> all these pieces that you put in, we've seen them work outside of uh, Baker Mayfield. So with a simple loss of him, does that make your whole team ineffective? Do you see that? Well, and do you think he's focused as well? Because you see all the little outside yeah. activities he's doing outside of football, yeah. and most of them are all drinking. Yeah, getting getting married, blah, 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 you know. Um so, I mean, Drew Stanton taking them to the divisional, the divisional playoffs. I mean, we're gonna be good. We good. Drew Stanton bringing it. Um, Hold on, let me. Let me I'm, stop. Get, I'm <laughs> kidding. No, you, oh, you know, in, all, in all seriousness, um, if if uh, if Baker goes down, that's obviously gonna be a huge hit. Um, in my opinion, at that point, they got to go to the free agency board. They got to find someone that's a veteran quarterback that is not Drew Stanton. So, as a Raiders fan. We'll bring this in, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we had an MVP type season out of our quarterback yep. a couple of years back. Yep, Derek Carr, unfortunately, got in, uh, injured right before a playoff, killed everything. They said they they had talked about the backup quarterback forever. Yeah, came in, could not perform during the playoffs. Yeah, how do you think if that happens, do y'all do your team bounce back, or do you think it's just a wrap after that, and we just got to wait on all the hope of? Baker Mayfield being there. Or would your Browns be strong enough and brave enough to sign Kaepernick? With the weapons that we have, I think pretty much anyone can throw to him. I'd say if they can if they can get in there and they can do a good game plan, I think that we could still keep going. I think that if we lose Baker, I don't think that we're getting to the Super Bowl. I think best case scenario, I do think y'all win the play uh, y'all make make it to the playoffs. And I think y'all get a win in the first round. I think after that, the inexperience of Breaker Mayfield, the inexperience of Odell Beckham, the inexperience of, of Jarvis Landry, because you got to remember something. While these guys are great talents, they never played this late, that late into the season. Never played in the playoffs. I mean, we give Odell Beckham all this credit, but do you know, you remember the game he made the catch? Yeah. They lost that game. Lost that game. Yeah. We, we, we talk about the catch. Oh, the catch. But they've lost that game. If you look at the number of games he's missed, Jarvis Landry, the things that he went to, these guys are phenomenal talents. Mm-hmm. But football, the longer the season goes, the harder it gets. Oh, 100%. And people start to scheme for you. So I look forward to the Browns having a decent season. We want to thank you for coming on the couch. Thank you for taking your time to sit down with us. Anything you want to get out about your Browns before we let you go? Man, I'm still saying they're winning the division. 
We'll see what happens. You also um, said the Super Bowl. Don't, don't back out now. Remember oh, we? they they definitely going to the Super Bowl. Oh, shadow of a doubt. But hey, man, if there's anyone that's more confident about their team going to the Super Bowl still, it's Frank. So I mean, if if he's confident about the Raiders, I feel like I can be confident about the Browns going to the Super saying. Bowl. You that's know? what I'm yeah, talking about. Like, Come on here go. and be a fan. There yeah, my go. team never loses <laughs> until you, they do. And remember, <laughs> you can't follow everybody. You see, some people just don't set the right example. <laughs> Look, man, we want to thank you for coming out, man. Of course. Uh, Frank, you got anything before we let this young man go? Hey, just want to say thank you for coming out. Thank you for, like I said, being that fan, you know. One more time. <laughs> hey, you got anything, Frank, you want to get this young man before we let him go? Nah, just thank you for coming out. You know, not many people want to be a Browns fan, but, hey, you just stuck <laughs> through him all this time. I, I hope the best season for you. Yeah. Don't think it's going to happen. No Super Bowl, nothing. Y'all going to be a couple <laughs> more years before that happens, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we'll see what happens. I'm, uh, I'm excited, but I definitely appreciate you guys having me on the, having me on the show. It's awesome. All right, man. Y'all have a good day. Hey, thank you for joining the couch. Even though you love them, Cleveland Browns. That's trash. <laughs> and we out. Yeah. Welcome back to Hinesville, Pennsylvania. Got my man to the right, Mr. Prez. What's good? Still oh. in the building. All right, baby. And if y'all didn't know, man, Hines, Field, Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, still a nation, racy. What's going yeah, on, man? It's all good, man. You know, looking forward to the season, man. We got a nice little preseason win last night. Look good. Look good. All right, man. Well, we'll start. We'll start from the basics, man, and, and work our, our way up to the uh, preseason game. So, man. Yeah. I know you out in Texas right now, living that good retired life, man. But how did you become a Steelers fan? Oh uh, man, I've been a Steelers fan my whole life, man. Uh, my pops and my uncle were Steelers fans, so my family. Uh, I grew up in in Arkansas, man, in Pine Bluffs, where I grew up till I was thirteen. Then I moved to Alabama. But anyway, in my family, either you was a Steelers fan or you was a Cowboy fan. And my pops and a couple of my uncles were Steelers fans. So he used to always come by the crib and watch the Steelers. So, you know, naturally, I just became a Steelers fan, man. So since day one, I've been a Steelers fan. And I'm loving it here in DFW because, you know, I can throw them six titles in the Cowboys' face. Exactly, exactly. They can't, they can't <laughs> talk about the 90s and what they, they did 25 years ago. So, hey, exactly. I can't let you gloss over that fact, man. What part of Bama are you from? I'm from Mobile. Man, get out of here. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. So I'm from Mobile, yeah. Mobile myself, Axis, you know, definitely. Oh, okay. Right, you, you gain just a little bit of respect there, man. I don't know how long, how much yeah, you're going to yeah, keep yeah, it yeah, by yeah. the end of time this interview, but. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I know what Axis said, man. My pops used to work at Quartals. Oh, okay. Okay. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah, All right. yeah. So what, what do you think is the strongest aspect of your team? This year, man, I think it's going to be our defense, our front seven, to be exact. Uh, I'm really excited about what Devin Bush is going to do. Uh, a middle linebacker for us, him and Mark Barron, because, you know, we've been really hurting ever since Shazier went down, man. But I think our defense is really going to step up this year in the front seven. We're going to put a lot of pressure on Cats. Um, I, so that's why I think that's going to be what carries us a little bit. You know, I think it may take the offense, you know, a little bit to click along because we lost some key pieces, but I think we're going to be all right on that side of the ball. So I'm really looking forward to see what the defense does this year. You gloss right over them key pieces. They ain't no damn <laughs> hey. key pieces. Le'Veon, you mean Le'Veon Bell and Nate B? No, those are Yeah, but let, y'all got to remember Le'Veon didn't play last year. Connor put up Le'Veon numbers. Y'all still had A.B. And, and you didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, we didn't make the playoffs yet. We did have a little slide there. 
which is why I'm excited about the defense this year, though, because the defense, is, I think, is what let us down last year. You know, our secondary was – I, I got to admit, our secondary is trash. It's been trash for two or three years now, but I think we've uh, built it up. We got some good additions in that secondary, and I'm really looking forward to see what them guys do. Uh, losing AB, I'm not going to lie, man. It's a big – it's going to be big. It's going to hurt a lot. I mean, that's a very dynamic player. There's, to me, there's only two other receivers in the league that's better than him. And that's uh, Julio and AJ. To me, you know what I'm saying. I, AJ, I mean, uh, AB's definitely top three, and it's going to hurt. Uh, but I think that if uh, James Washington step up this year, which he should, you know, coming into uh, year three, and be the deep threat that we need him to be, to start catching the rock. And I think we got a good pickup in Dante Moncrief too. So you, you, know. you made a good point. Y'all did not make the playoff last year, and you only lost no. one key player. So now you done lost A.B. Big Ben threw for over 5,000 yards last season. Right. So, and, and a lot of that was with the help of A.B. So now that you don't have him, do you think it's possible for him to repeat that success? And even if he repeat that success, does that get y'all more wins? Yes, but I think what's got to be important is Ben cannot throw those interceptions in the red zone. That is what absolutely killed us last year, those interceptions in the red zone. Because Juju still had a great year. You know, I mean, you can't make up what A.B. does. I mean, we, we cannot try to go out there and say, hey, you got to go out there and be A.B. this year. We need two, maybe three guys come in and pick up his numbers. We don't need one person to be him. But we just need to get Juju in the right situation. James Washington step up. And here is the sleeper I think going to be on our receiving core. It's going to be Ryan Switzer because I think he could be uh, the little small Patriot type receiver for us like Edelman and, and those guys. Okay. So, Racy, for those not in the know, uh, as far as your your needs that were addressed during the offseason, we'll start with uh, the draft and then you can kind of move us into free agency. So, you kind of right. mentioned needing help on the offensive end and uh, – you know, you kind of mentioned the defensive end. So can you break down right. briefly what you guys got on the office, offensive end and defensive end that makes you kind of encouraged for what's going to happen this season? Right. So offensively, we address needs at uh, receiver and running back. We went out and got Deontay Johnson, who's a nice receiver. He's out of, a uh, you know, what they call a mid-major. He's out of Toledo. He's pretty, he's good. He's not very big. He's not a big cat. He's kind of uh, built out of the A.B style of receivers you know he's quick he's fast uh he's only about 510 so but good hands good runner then we got benny snell out of kentucky who i think is a steal at running back you know he went in the fourth round man. i was really surprised that he lasted that long he's like a little bowling ball and i think he's gonna be good to mix in with uh james connor and jalen samuels from last year who we picked up so I think we could kind of form a little three-headed monster back there running back. It just depends on how many snaps Benny gets. And then most importantly, we got a big corner from Michigan State in Justin Lane, man, who I think is going to really help on defensive side of the ball because Artie Burns up to this point has pretty much been a bust. I mean, he's improved somewhat during camp this year, man. But, I mean, he came in with all the accolades, and we thought he was going to be our next lockdown guy, man. And he has just struggled tremendously. Uh, so it's good to have Justin Lane over there uh, to pick up at corner. Then we got another tight end uh, from Michigan, uh, I believe his name is uh, Gentry or something like that. Uh, he's a big kid, man. He's like 6'8". So 
that's going to help out a lot as well. So, I mean, we addressed it. And, and the biggest addition was our number one pick, man, Devlin, Devin Bush. Oh, yeah. At, uh, yeah, that at, middle, at linebacker. He's the truth, man. I mean, he covers sideline to sideline. You know, I'm an SEC guy, but, you know, Big Ten players have been good for the Steelers. I'll say that. Okay. Ever, just, they've been drafting good. So, out of the Big so, 10, what, so what 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 do you see y'all record as being by the end of this season? And start with the division first. Uh, so I'm gonna be. I got us winning division. Oh, I say we whoa, win. Whoa. Oh, really? I say we win the <laughs> AFC North, man. I'm not. Hey, look, Cleveland made some good moves, but you got to remember they got a rookie coach. They got a new season. Second year Baker quarterback. Gonna, exactly. Baker going to experience some of the sophomore slump. Let's see how. So you think uh, or you, clean or you hope so? You hope he, <laughs> you hope he yeah, suffered. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you saying the sweep of the Browns? I'm not gonna say we're gonna sweep them. I won't say that. Okay. Uh, I'm hoping for the sweep, but you know, like last year, that first game we should have beat them, but we missed all them damn field goals. We ended up losing the game. But I say that we win the AFC North okay. this year. What's the record? I, I, I say we go. I'm gonna say twelve and four. Ooh, that's a that's a lot of wins. I'm gonna say twelve and four. Okay. I'm gonna say twelve and four, man. I so had you because at nine see, and seven. A lot of a lot of people got us at nine and seven, ten and six. I say twelve and four because we get the Patriots early. You know, the Patriots never really start off great. You know, they always start off slow. You know, the first two, three, four games, and then they pick it up. And then, plus, they can afford to do that in the AFC East, right? So, we got the Patriots to start off. Yeah, the they probably win all six of those games. Right. Uh, the games that I'm really worried about is, like, we got the Chargers this year. Uh, the Seattle game. I think that's going to, you know, that should, be a, that should be a pretty tough game, too. I got you trading um, a couple games within your uh, division, though. That's that's what I got. Like, you're just glossing over the fact of the Ravens and the, the Browns. So, if you're saying 12, so, like, are you saying... I like, think at best 4-2 and two in the division, I think you split with Cleveland and the uh, and the Ravens, and then you win the rest, best-case scenario, outside looking. I don't... So, I could see us splitting with Cleveland. I can't agree with that. I don't see... Not with Baltimore, though. I, it's going I got to see what Baltimore does right now, because looking at them last year, man, and now that they've given the reins to Lamar, I mean, that dude can't run the ball like that the whole season. But like all he, he got to do it is one game against y'all. And like you're saying, y'all got a bunch of new pieces on that defense who ain't used right. to seeing that. So, like, is the, are they going to be able to fit in immediately, especially at that linebacker, linebacker position that you was mentioning? That's where he's going to live and get it. That's where he's going to make his money at. Yeah, but I think it is because here's one thing you got to remember about the Ravens is still a series. It has been notoriously known as a hard-hitting rivalry game. That's what I'm saying. Lamar ain't gonna be able to sit there and just run that ball like that against us all. And that's and not that's without my, taking some punishment. Right, and racing, and that's my thing with the, the games that the Ravens play, the type of style they play is a fifteen and to ten type of game. You know what I mean? So right, they right, comfortable right. in that position. Is yeah, your but, team gonna be you know what I'm saying? So they comfortable with playing those close games and they're familiar with it and they're bringing back I, an even better defense. Yeah, I think I think we're gonna be able to score. On the Ravens front, because remember they they lost Suggs. Suggs ain't there no more. They got to replace mm-hmm. him, you know. So we got to replace T. Sizzle, and I think we're going to be able to put points on the board against the Ravens defense. Now, 
is this going to be what I don't want it to become is a shootout because if it comes a shootout, I think we're in trouble because of Lamar's legs. Okay. So, you know what I'm saying? So now we're going to talk about these coaches. A lot of coaches got let go within your division this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tumlin got to be putting himself on that hot seat, especially after the losses and the decisions that he made last year with his players. Is he kind of losing the locker room? And if this season doesn't pay off, if Juju was the wrong bet, is he gone after this year? No, I don't think so because that's not the Steelers' MO, man. It's not how they operate. You got to remember we've had only three coaches in 40-some-odd years. So, And then Tomlin has never had a losing season. He's the second most winningest coach in the NFL behind Belichick. He's Those good. are the things that you have to remember. And I understand what everybody's saying about everything that supposedly happened in the locker room. Could Tomlin have handled that better? Could he have spoken to Ben, handled that relationship with A.B. better? Yeah, there's probably some things he could have done better. I will agree with that. But just because it's the Steelers, I'm going to say he's not on the hot seat unless we have a losing season this year. So speaking if this, of – Yeah, if this is a disappointing season, then I would say, yeah, he's on the hot seat. All right. So speaking of Ben, man, uh, right now, man, he's the elder statesman on the team, and they're – He's the clear-cut leader. He has been for years, but with the voices, the loud voices being gone on Le'Veon Bell and uh, A.B., how does he, you know, tackle his leadership style and implement that onto, you know, you guys' winning franchise and your nature? Like, how does he get you guys to 12-4? and four? Uh, I think Ben, first and foremost, he's going to have to change his leadership style, man, because you can't be going out there and throwing your teammates under the bus like that. You know, with him going on that radio show last year saying what he said to me, I should have threw the ball to Juju and all that. I mean, come on, you can't do that, man. Uh, so he's going to have to stop that. If you got something to say, I mean, just man up, say it to somebody in their face. You know what I'm saying? Take him to the side or whatever. Say your piece and move on. I think guys will accept it better that way. And also with him being the elder statement and we us having so many young cats on the team now, this is a different generation. You know what I'm saying? So he's going to have to find a different leadership style. With these guys, he's gonna. I mean, he's gonna have to be more direct and demand um, things from them. Ben's never really been a rah rah in your face, you know, screaming type of leader guy, but he's gonna have to go out there and uh, show these guys because although he threw for those five thousand yards, he had that great season last year. He still threw some bad interceptions. Man. Yeah, what uh, untimely, untimely for right. sure. Right. Yeah, that lost some games for us, and you know that, that and that's what really kept us out of the playoffs. Not to mention that basically Ben got what he wanted this year. So it's time for him to put up a shutout. You know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, he had that thing, he had that thing with him and A B, man, and he never really took ownership of his part in it until, you know, here recently, when he should have done that a long time ago, man. Just pull that man to the side and say, Hey man, you know, I messed up. My bad. You know, let's go out there and get back on track to where we were. And you know. I mean, hindsight being what it is, 2020, I'm sure he said he wishes he had done that, but, you know, it's too late now, and it's all on his shoulders now. I mean, the pressure's on him. Right, right. So I wanted to uh, totally switch pace here, and this is a selfish question and more on a, of a personal aspect. My fantasy football team needs some help, racing here, and uh, my draft yeah. is coming up pretty soon. <laughs> I feel you, man. Okay, okay, so you know where I'm getting at, man. What, who can I stash on my team, and, and why? I think James James Washington may be a good third receiver, man, to put on your uh, fantasy squad. 
I think he's a guy that's going to get some points, man. Okay, and we're playing with defensive players, so on the defensive end, what's a good what's a good pickup to have in the on stash? that defensive? TJ oh, uh, Watt. TJ Watt. Okay. All right. TJ right. Watt, man. I look at him. I think he's going to have a, a big hit. And then on the other end is uh, Bud Dupree. That's his name. Bud okay. Dupree. Bud Dupree. Outside linebacker. Yeah. I, I think he's going to have a pretty uh, good year as well, man. Tracking. Those tracking. are two, two catches. Hey, and he's in a contract year. Okay. I got you. Contract I got you. Year. I'm going to keep all these. I got it. I got it on record now. So all I got to do is yeah. go back and listen to the tape. Hey, Bracey, man. Hey, we want to, on behalf of the DSE crew, man, we want to thank you for coming on and spending your time on this uh this Saturday afternoon with us. So with that said, man, uh Mr. Prez, you got any last thoughts or any last questions you want to ask this still a fan here? Yeah, this will tell me everything I need to know about him. War Eagle. You're damn right, War Eagle, baby. Oh man, yeah, yeah. Game. We got we got it's a real talk. <laughs> we got a real game talk. on the thirty first, baby. They come here to Jerry's well. I already got my tickets. I will be there. And you know what? I was going to ask that. I was going to end the show with a War Eagle and hope he gave it back to me, baby. Hey, oh, man. Let's get hey, it. Fred, I knew you I knew you mess around with solid people, man. For sure, for sure. But all right, Gracie, yeah. man, we, we'll holler at you, man. All right, man. Appreciate y'all having me, man. No all doubt. Right. All right. Peace. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back and we are in Baltimore. To the right of me, I got my boy, Mr. Prez. Hey, still here. All right, and on the line, we got my boy Q. What up, Q? What's going on, guys? How you doing? Not too bad, not too bad, man. Hey, man. What's going on with you? How you been? I've been living well, living in the purple and black, you know, in the beautiful city of Baltimore right now, or as we would say, Baltimore, because we don't pronounce that T, you know? (laughs) All right, man. We but, gonna, uh, we gonna start you off nice, nice and easy, man. How did yeah. you? I mean, I know you grew up there, man. But just tell me about your origins and how you became a fan. Um. Well, of course, born and raised in Baltimore. I'm from east east side of Baltimore, East Twentieth and Greenmount. Um, lived my most of my life in that part. But I, I became a fan because um, it's funny. My father took me to the very first game that the Baltimore Ravens were picked. You know, we had bought the Cleveland Browns, and they went to Memorial Stadium. Memorial Stadium is still on the east side. It used to be across the street from Eastern High School. But uh, I remember this. is our first preseason game. We played the Buffalo Bills. We were way up in the nosebleed seats. Like, I'll never forget that day, bro. 1997. Um, it's like late August, 1997. And we played the Buffalo Bills. It's pretty cool, bro. Like, one of the best moments. But I became a fan from there. You know, I, did, I, I couldn't relate to the Colts. I wasn't born or in that era at all. But uh, once our city had a team, it was, I was set for life. I've already loved football, but once our city had a team, that was it. I was a fan for, since the day they, they were born in Baltimore. You know? so, so you speaking of these other teams uh, in your division, we didn't have the, the luxury of talking to all these other fans from these other teams. And for some reason, all of them talk about splitting with the Ravens. None of them said they was going to sweep the Ravens. Why, why are y'all so deadly and why are y'all looked at upon like as a problem within this division? Well, if you think about it, think about who's always had the top defense in the past decade. And, I mean, I got stats for you, bro. Um, top defense in the decade has been Baltimore, bro, all the way. Every time we're in conversations, because it's we have an edge in, 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 in what we do. We may, we're not known to be a season-perfect team, but we're extremely dangerous in the playoffs. 
So you got to remember, out of the past 13 or 14 years, we've only missed one playoff presence. But uh, we've been in the playoffs ever since we won the Super Bowl in 2000, man. Or at least in a hunt for it, you know? Cool. So I'll fact, I'll definitely fact check that, but we ain't got time now. Uh, yeah, so we gonna get it. right don't to believe it. that. We, we don't fact check. We don't here. fact check nothing. So <laughs> we'll, we'll let the people tell you you were wrong. Yeah, uh, no, no problem. No problem, no problem. <laughs> but straight, but man, we gonna get straight to it, man. Yeah. And straight out the gate, man. Win loss record. So start with the division and then give me the overall. All right, man. Um, I'm gonna say, as far as I can, I do the overall and then give you the division. Sure, whatever, however you want to do it, man. All right, so I thought about this for a while. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm sitting on a strong ten and six. I want to be eleven and five. Trust me, I want to be. Um, but ten and six is definitely the most lucrative thing I can think of. There are some games that I'm like, uh, we'll probably win, but we'll see. But um, as far as the division goes, I gotta sweep in the the Bengals. The Bengals are the new Browns, so we'll be two and zero to that. <laughs> um, we'll split with the Steelers and we'll split with the Browns. And I, yeah, I said the same thing to the uh, to the uh, Steelers fan that was on right before you. As I, I think he definitely he he thought he what did he what did he have the mat? Uh, was it? He said that he said uh, eleven and five or twelve and four. Yeah, something crazy like that. So the but, Steelers. The Steelers. That's what we said. Yeah, we we. Oh, he's bugging. He's bugging. We, we <laughs> so let bugging. him. We let him rock out. We let him rock out. You know, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, but you he can't destroy people fandom, right? He, he can't destroy people fandom. Yeah, he respected you guys enough to definitely teeter on, on splitting with you guys. Oh, I, I love, we love Steeler Ravens games, bro. That that rival has been been living large for a long time, but I think we've got a new rival on the way. So, right. And my thing with you guys is, and and why you guys are kind of hard to predict is because of your style of play of very close games. You're gonna you're gonna be a run heavy team because I don't know yeah. if Lamar makes the jump. And then even if he makes the jump, the teams have tape on him now. Yeah. You know, so with that said, they're going to be able to stop some of the things he was was uh, successful with last year. So Correct. that's why those games will kind of be even tighter. So it's kind of hard to predict. Like 10 and 6 is high, but you guys can also get in with 9 and 7 as well. So depending on how oh, yeah. everything shakes out, because the Steelers oh, yeah. aren't going to be as good as they typically would be. The Browns are still up and coming. A lot of hype about them, but they haven't proved yeah. it yet. And Cincinnati is going to be, you know, what Cincinnati is because I don't, I right. just don't think they're they, going to they be successful. No, they don't have an identity. And uh, oh, let me stand corrected. I did say we've made straight playoff appearances since 2000. I did say that. You did. You did. With that said, man, let's let's talk about some of your. Uh... Go ahead, Frankie. All right. Yeah. Uh, so you you saying this in uh, what you said? They're going to win ten games, right? Yeah. Did you think your team properly addressed their weak spots uh, during the draft or during the offseason? I, 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 I'm going to say yes. I mean, there's always room for improving, but I'm going to say yes. We were heavily missing the wide receiver core um, because no one knew that we had anyone to throw to. And I'll, I'll be honest, yeah, we definitely cleaned out our whole wide receiving core. You know, that core was for Joe Flacco, but now since we have Lamar, I think we've completely filled those gaps big time, bro. I mean, we got, yo, Brooklyn. If you've seen Brooklyn play at the preseason, I don't care if anyone says preseason, this and that, but he looks amazing. He looks amazing as a rookie. He reminds me of a young Anquan Bolden, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, if you watch how he had made that touchdown pass, even though it went back, it's just his determination to get the ball is what I liked about him. So uh, we haven't seen Hollywood Brown, but I will say that I was at the practice grounds and I've watched him. 
and I've listened to him. I haven't even spoke to him. Great kid, great attitude, full of high energy. I mean, he's a Bama player, so you already know what it is, man. Yeah, but, um, and uh, that was, yeah, and that's what speed kills. And like yeah. we just seen what Deshaun did when he came in and lit up the league, and I just expect some of the same stuff from Hollywood. Like I'm excited to oh, see yeah. Hollywood. Yeah, myself. for me, it's only yeah. a matter of if uh, oh Lamar makes that jump passing. If he can make that jump passing, then Hollywood is an addition. Like you know, I think he's going to be great. It definitely right. if he could get yeah. the ball. So on the right. defensive side of the end, man, you lost a very big piece, man, in uh, in Suggs, man. I know it's it was hard to see him go as as far as the leadership, but. Who steps up in that role on your defense? Onswalasor. Onswalasor, bro. You got to check my man out, yo. Like, he's been killing. And Kenny Young, if you seen Kenny Young, please go back to the preseason game right now as he put that hit on McMahon. Kenny Young is the kind of linebacker that will not tell you how good he is, but when he steps on the field, that's when he gives you that energy, bro. Damn, so... Yeah. Go ahead, Frankie. Yeah, so I'm I'm telling you, yeah, yeah, he's 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 legit. So but I say us- between, between him, pa- between him, Kenny Young and Patrick Onwanasor, they're the ones that filled in the gap. They're the ones that stepped in when when Terrell Suggs left and when Ray Lewis retired. They stepped in, you know. Yeah, so you'd have named a couple players on both sides. So what what player do you think like if ineffective just like ruins all those chances like? If not, this does not pay off, all y'all the moves and everything, if it does not pay off, what what player just downs that? Well, everybody wants to say Lamar, but I don't believe that. I don't think I, – I, I thought about this for a while, but I really don't think there's going to be a player that's going to, like, lose it for us all. People want to always blame the quarterback for losing the football games. So I'm not saying that Lamar is going to lose that at all. No. The people are going to try to blame him. But the thing about it is the people aren't going to be used to this type of offense we're about to run. That's that's the thing. So, you know, give it give it some time, man. It's his second year. I don't see an individual player ruining this at all. They all are great. They're enthusiastic. They're eager to win. They're hungry, bro. It's a brand-new Ravens team. It's a brand-new team. So I, I got a question about coaching, and it kind of ties back to uh, you guys' Super Bowl win a couple years ago. Yeah. So I'm I'm thinking that's one of the main reasons why Harbaugh is held on to his job, right? So mm-hmm. can you see any way that he loses his job if you guys do not at least make the playoffs this year? If Lamar doesn't, if Lamar fails because of the fact that people believe he you know, he believes in him so much, and I I mean we all so do, much that you, you got know? rid of a, a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Yeah, we did, but it wasn't him that really did everything. I, I, I mean, yo, look, I love Joe, and I, I appreciate everything he did for the city, but to me, he just never gave me leadership vibes. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's right. like, yo, Ray left that team and looked at him and said, like, yo, you got to lead this team. Yeah, but I, I, and a lot of times I, he looked mentally aloof, and, you know, it just looked like he was cool with what he did as far as winning the Super Bowl, and then after exactly. that, it was just like whatever. It was just like whatever because he got paid $120 million. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? I... Yo, if I got paid all that money, you know, I mean, I'm different. I don't know. I, I, I'd be even more enthusiastic to play for the city. But, you know, some people just get money and, it, and they just feel like, all right, I did what I needed to do. That was it. You know, that's kind of how it felt to me, man. So, you know, that's why some people don't are on the fence about Joe Flacco. Other people are stuck on him because he's the only successful quarterback we've ever had and we've ever held on to. Now, mind you, we've had some serious quarterback issues. You know, we had Vinny Testaverde and we had Kyle Bowler. That was horrible. 
nightmare. <laughs> Tell me about <laughs> <laughs> freaking nightmare, man. But so we were going through, and then we had we even had uh, sleeping there too, yo. Rest in peace. Right, right. You know? But um, we've had some we had some trying ones. Trent Dilfer who won the Super Bowl, my man. Yeah. But oh, um, I can't stand yeah. him, boy. Every 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 time I see him doing his thing on TV and talking, boy, he be talking cash money. Like you know, he got all the clout in the world. But I digress. But I, right, I, right, I, right, I'm right. starting to see what you're it. saying, though. Like, so you y'all used to not having this quarterback situation. Y'all used to this not being a factor. So I can see where you're saying, like, if y'all lost Lamar Jackson, that's no big deal. Defense is what y'all live on. Correct, correct. So it's like already people are doubting him. Even Ravens fans are, and that that kind of disgusts me a little bit. But, um, you know, Lamar is such a hardworking guy. He's one of those, I'm going to prove you wrong kind of guy. Like, when you watch how, when we drafted him and he looked in that camera and Dion asked him and said, well, what, what is Baltimore getting drafting you? And he said, y'all going to get a Super Bowl out of me. But the way he said it, it's not why he said it, it's the way he said it. It was like, damn, this kid's willing to sacrifice everything to get us another ring. I believe in him, bro. I absolutely believe in him. He's a freak of nature. Can't deny that. Exactly. Can't deny it at all. Exactly. So, hey, with that said, man, Q, man, appreciate you coming on, man. You gave us, you have a lot of enthusiasm for the Ravens, and man, we look forward oh, to seeing yeah. that battle out there in the AFC oh, North yeah. for sure, man. And with that said, Mr. Prez, you got anything left for Q? Uh, yeah, man, AFC North, there you have it. We have three Come teams coming out as uh, the division champs. That's what the, we that's still kings of the it, north, right? though. We still kings of the north, homie. Yeah, okay. I'm just letting you know, we still the king of the north. We de- you know we definitely saying? will see, man. We definitely will see, man. With that said, man, you have any last thoughts for us? Yeah, um, I have a few, man. If you guys don't mind, number one, uh, you know, Baltimore isn't a highly publicized football team on ESPN and whatnot and whatnot, and that's fine. Like we're used to that, but as a fan, uh, uh, the hardcore fans will tell you we live off that. We live off of the doubters. We've always been about that and live off of that. We like to have that on our back. So this season, I'm going to just give you guys a little sneak peek hint. But you remember how Army and Navy and Georgia Tech ran their offense? Yeah, yeah. All right, be on the lookout. You're going to see something like that. And um, I I, I promise you, we're not going to be using Lamar always. We're going to use all of our quarterbacks. That's what I'm seeing. We're gonna, you're going to see some Robert Griffin III, and you're going to even see some McSorley, bro. Like, if y'all see McSorley play, like, yo, the young Penn State kid is nice. He's nice, bro. He's got wheels. So we're going to utilize every weapon we have and really turn things upside down. I promise you, bro. I promise you. So just like you said, this won't be the last y'all hear a cue because we just had like a 15-minute conversation before this. The, the guy's doing things. He's definitely going to be back on the cast. we got to schedule that. But we'd like to thank you again for your time, and uh, we no appreciate doubt. you coming out. No right, doubt, man. no doubt, no doubt. Raven for life, Raven for life, man. Kings of the North. We, we hear you. All right, man. So, all right, man, <laughs> man. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for coming on, brother. No doubt, G. All right, peace. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast. Hit us up at DSC underscore podcast on the gram or send us an email at don't sleep on the couch at gmail.com. Thank you for coming to sit with us. See you next time.